Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Motzai Shabbos Shir for Parshas Kitsiso. Uh, actually, what I want to speak about this evening relates, uh, will relate, as we'll see, tangentially, at least a, a little bit to Parshas Kitsiso that we learned this morning, but uh, the primary focus this year will be on what we learned from the second Sefer Torah this morning, namely Parshas Pora. And the question of should or why should the reading of Parshas Pora be considered as a Torah requirement, as a, something which is Midor Raisa. So we, uh, which uh, as we'll see, is the opinion of uh, certain authorities that just as we made a big fuss last week about Parsha Zohar being in Torah, there are those who say that Parsha's Parah is also in Torah. And the question is, is that correct? And why should that be uh, if if it's indeed the case? So we begin with the Mishnah at the end of Masechus Megillah, Dav Chof and Aleph in the first of the sources. The Mishnah says, uh, the presentation about the so-called Arba Parshios that we're now three quarters of the way through. The Mishnah says, Rosh Chodesh Adar Shechol Leos Shabbos. If Rosh Chodesh Adar falls on Shabbos, which is not what happened this year, did not fall on Shabbos, but if it does fall on Shabbos, which happens sometimes, that's a year when Erev Pesach is on Shabbos, it says, when Rosh Chodesh Adar falls on Shabbos, Korin Parsha Shkolim. That Shabbos you read what we call Parsha Shkolim, the beginning of the Cedric Yisisa. Chalios Besoch HaShabbos, but Rosh Chodesh Adar lands during the week. Uh, as it did this year. This year it was a Wednesday. So if, Parshish, uh, if, if Rosh Chodesh Adar lands during the week, then you read Parshish Shkolem on the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh Adar. Okay? Umafsikin l'Shabbos Acheres. The following Shabbos, uh, we stop, meaning it's not the next of the Arbor Parshish. There's a week off. Uh, that was the case this year. You recall a number of weeks ago, Rosh Chodesh Adar was a Wednesday, so we rained Parshish Shkolem. We rained Parshish Shkolem the Shabbos before, which was Mishpatim, and the Shabbos immediately after Parshish Truma, which was the fourth of the month of, uh, of Adar, we didn't read any one of the Dalit Parshios. Then Bishnia, the following week, the second week in Adar, Zohar, Parsha Zohar, that was last Shabbos. Bishlisha is the third week of uh, Chodesh Adar, which was this past Shabbos today. Bishlisha is Paraduma, the Parsha Paraduma, the first 22 psukim of the Sedra Chukas. And then Baraviyah, the fourth Shabbos, is next week, HaChodesh Elochem, we call Parsha Chodesh. Next week, we'll have a Vaka Pekudu, a Parsha Chodesh. And then Mechamish is closed on the Chesidra. And then the fifth week, the week after, we go back to normal, no uh, no special Parsha. So we look in this Mishnah, uh, all four of the Dalit Parsha are mentioned, Parsha Shkolem, Parsha Zohar, Parsha Pora, and Parsha HaChodesh. But no distinction is drawn between them in terms of their origin, in terms of their requirement. They're one uh, one particular mitzvah. Rashi explains on Chav Tesmet Aleph and Source number two, why we read the things we read when we read them. Golem is read, and if I can just ask someone to make sure the mutes, there's no, uh, no interference. Um, Parshish Golem is because it was during the beginning of the month, starting the beginning of the month of, a month of Adar, is when the announcement was made that people should bring in their Shkolem and so on. Uh, and okay, and, and uh, uh, Parshish Zohar, we always want to make near Purim because as close to Purim as possible, Shabbos before Purim, because the connection to Haman being, according to our tradition, descendant of Amalek. So we read Parsha Zohar and Amalek then. Then we read Paraduma, the third Rashi there, in source number two, Lahazir Suolatayr, Shayasu Pischein Batara. The purpose of reading Parsha's Par is to warn people to become Tor. You know, people are sometimes Tomei, Tomei Mace. As a general rule, there's no particular, unless you're a Kohen, there's no Avera to become Tomei Lamez. There's no Avera to be Tomei. As a matter of fact, sometimes even a Mitzvah become Tomei, to go to a, to a, to a funeral, to go to a cemetery for certain reasons. Uh, it can even be a Mitzvah to deal with a Mace Mitzvah and so on. It's a Mitzvah. Again, a Kohen's an exception. A Kohen's not supposed to become Tomei Lamez. But if you're not a Kohen, so you can become Tomei. It's even the proper thing to do. There's nothing wrong with being Tomei. The thing is that when you are Tomei, so you can't enter into the Beis Hamikdash. And you can't partake of, uh, of kodshim and so on, but uh, there's no Israel become 
Tommy. Now on Pesach, everybody had to come on Erev Pesach to bring the carbon Pesach, and you had to eat from the meat of the carbon Pesach at your Seder on the first night of Pesach. The carbon Pesach was brought on what we call Erev Pesach in the afternoon, and that night they would eat the meat from the carbon Pesach. So you had to be tar. So the weeks in advance of Pesach, everybody had to make sure to become tar and do their best not to become Tommy. So that's why we read the Parsha's Parah. And uh, then the Revius, Les Rashi, Chodes Elochem, uh, which mentions about Pesach and so on, because, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's Parshat Chod is about to be Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Rashi there refers to Yisham, which we'll see in just a moment, pointing out that actually Parshat Chodesh, in a certain sense, should become before Parshat Porah. We'll see the Yisham in a moment. You look in the Mishnabura, Simitof Reish Pehei of Orachim, Sivkot and Yud, that Simitof Reish Pehei is sort of the end of Hilchas Chanukah, right before Hilchas Purim, that's where the Arba Parshas are found. So Mishnabura explains, what is Porah Parshas Chukas, Mitchilas Aseder Aditma Ado Arev. Which we learned this morning, the first twenty-two psukim of Parshas uh, of Parshas Chukas. Good. So the Rishalmi that Rashi is referring to, source number four, is Megillah Par Gimel and it mentions that uh, Rabbah says the name of Bchiyah Barashi that we don't have any hefsek between Purim and Purim. Okay, he mentions we we always read Parshas Pura on the Shabbos immediately after Purim. We did that yes this year. The truth is, once in a while that doesn't happen. Okay, once in a while it doesn't work out like that. There's a week or there's a week empty of one of the Arba Parshas after after Purim before Parshas Pura. But generally speaking, Parshas Pura is always better than the Shabbos immediately after Purim. And then uh, the other rule, which is more important for us at the moment, Levi B'Shem or Ain Mafsikin Bein Okay, Parsha's Par and Parsha Chodesh are always back to back. No matter how the calendar is arranged, whatever happens that year, Parsha's Par and Parsha Chodesh are always on consecutive Shabbosas, like they are this year. This morning we're laying Parsha's Par, next Shabbos we're laying Parsha's Chodesh Bez Hashem. And Amr Levi Simonahem, the Elin Parsha Ben Akosalim Rotzalistos Yishtev and Ashish Levi Lo Yishtev. So, Fer will deal with this first. He says he has a simon. Okay, he has a reminder. That has to do with the Arbacosas, which we'll bring up within 30 days, of course, before Pesos. So we'll speak for a moment about the Arbacosas. Okay. Uh, let's, we'll come back to Rishama. Let's look first at this issue. The Karmana Eda, uh, in there in Megillah Paragimalacha, hey, source five, and Masikim and Purla Par, Shabbos, Asamacha Purim, Lachra, Miyad Karma Parshas Para, right? The Shabbos immediately after Purim, we read right away Parshas Para, the Promotion six says the same thing. Again, that's true most years, once in a while, uh, it turns out, uh, uh, turns out not that way, um, but most of the time it is like that. Um, but Ein Mavsikin Ben Parla Chodesh, the next carbonate, the second line of five, Chomar Ben Shabbos Shlishis Lerevius, the third, between the third and the fourth Shabbos of, of the month of Ador, we never have a Hefzik, we always read Parah and Chodesh back to back, and I have a, a, a simon, so to speak, that these Arba Parshas are compared to the Arba Kosos. Okay, what does it mean? Look at the carbonate on source five, Ben Akosos Halolo, but Arba Kosos, the little Pesach Tanan, uh, by the Arba Kosos, let's say a person at uh, Pesach night, at the meal during Shulchan Aruch, he liked to eat, drink some wine. A person enjoys wine with the Suda. So he drank the first cup by Kiddush, drank the second cup at the end of Magid. Now he was, he ate the matzah, the marah, korach, and now Shulchan Aruch, and uh, he has a meal. A person likes to drink wine uh, with his meal. So it's perfectly permissible. Even though we have arba kosos, uh, it's okay to drink at the meal between the, you know, between the kosos. However, the halacha is, but not between the third and the fourth cup. The third cup is by benching at the seder, and the fourth cup is by halal. We're not allowed to have an extra cup of wine at that point. 
Okay, but between the third and the fourth, you can't. So the Yerushalmi is saying, the way the Kabbalah explains it, that so too, okay, there's never an interruption between the third of the Dalit Parshas and the fourth of the Dalit Parshas. Just like an Alad interrupt, have another cup of wine between coast number three and coast number four at the Seder, you also don't interrupt between Parsha number three and Parsha number four. That's that's the idea. Okay? So who are in the last words of that Kabbalah? Ben Parshi, Parsha Shlishas, Lachodashi, Parsha is Lo Yavsik. Okay, you're not allowed to have any kind of Hefsik in between uh, those. Uh, those parshas. Let's just look. We'll come back to Shami. But the Mishnah in Psachim actually says that Kufiyot Zanim Rebbe, source number seven. So it mentions there. Bein Akosalo. Look at the end. Between the first two cups, the last two cups, let's say again, at the meal. person would like to drink more wine. Drink as much wine as you like. Okay, but not between the third and the fourth cup. Okay, and the Rashbam explains there on that mission. Okay. And the reason is, Rishvam quotes you, Shalmi, you know, the person who drinks too much at that point, he may not get himself a little sick and drunk, he won't be able to say hollow properly. Okay, so, but during the meal, you're eating, so it's not going to be a problem because you're still eating. But after the, the eating, will also take away some of the effect of the wine. Whatever the details there are, that's how the Rambam Paskins, where Zion of Hilchus Chomets Amatzah, Halacha Yud, source 9, Kol Kosa, Kosma Arba, Kosa Elam, Mavarach, Abrach, Vnatzma, fine. And explains when we drink the Arbakosas or the four stages of the Seder, Kiddush, the Haggadah, um, ben, benching and Halel. And he writes at the end, The same thing in the Shulchan Aruch and Arachim Simon Tof Ay and Tes, Sif Aleph, right? Again, he writes at the end there, You're not allowed to drink the third and the fourth cup of wine. And the Mishabur explained in Zukot and Hay there in Simon Tof Ay and Tes in Source 11. Again, you'll, you'll get drunk a little bit, perhaps you'll fall asleep, you won't finish Halel. And, uh, okay, so there's uh, other reasons also, but that's the din. So coming back to Yushalmi, uh, back in source number, uh, uh, four, me in Megillah, Paragimah, okay, he says, uh, sort of like as a, a Melitza reminder that so too, we don't drink anything, just like you don't drink between cup number three and cup number four, we don't have any week off in between parsha number three and parsha number four. So later you pointed out that you learn a halachic idea from this, um, it's a miscomparison because it's unusual, seems like a strange comparison, but the Rav said it, it's coming to teach us actually that, um, that, uh, just like the arbacosis are one mitzvah, it's not four separate mitzvahs. The arbacosis drinking four cups of one is one mitzvah. He said, so too, reading the Arbaparshas is one mitzvah. It's not four different mitzvahs. It's one unit. It's one mitzvah. Okay, perhaps there's some ramification, just a point in, to bear in mind. But then the Rishami refers to what Rashi here in our Gemara Daf Chavtes, in source number two, mentioned the second part of the Rishami. Look at the uh, um, third line, second line of four. This again is Paragimalach. Hey, Rabbi Levi B'Shem Rucham Rachanina. Okay, said B'Dinu Shetaktim Achodesh Lepara. Parshas Chodesh should really be read before Parshas Parah. Shabbat Benisan Hukama Mishkan, because Parshas Chodesh announcing Rosh Chodesh Nisan, well, it was on Rosh Chodesh Nisan the following year, right? Just almost one full year after the Assyrian time when the Mishkan was was was, was erected. And then they burnt the Paraduma and so on and so forth. So why should Parah come first? Lama Parah Kodemashi Tarosan Shel Yisrael. Because it talks about Tahara. A funny answer, so to speak, but uh, you look in the carbon Ada there in, in the end of source five. Because the para had to be burnt facing the Mishkan, and Yerushalayim facing the Beis Hamikdash was either Pesukim the second, and therefore Parshas Para really came after Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Okay, but nevertheless, he said, "Kavan and Shekane and Royal Hafsik, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to make it too. In other words, the 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 um, 
the, the, we have we read para first because of, it has to do with tahara, which you want to get in before learning hilchos pesach and so on, but not make it too early. That's why we don't have any hefsik in between uh, the one and the other. Okay, the last primosha shitaras and shlisol or mashanisol hapar v'shenim and isim nishal ozlo ha'efshalak dimen nechsiv al nochach bnei omoid so you have a reason because it talks about Tahara. What does it mean? Well, what are they referring to in terms of these dates and so on? So look at 12 now. In Parshish Pekudeh, next week we'll learn Parak Mem, Pesach Yudzayim. The Mishkan was erected on the first of Nisan in the second year, almost one full year after Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Well, in Parshish Chukah, it's the beginning of Parshish Parah, it says in 13, Parakutah, starting in Pesach Aleph, by Rabbi Shalom Shavad Aleph, etc. So it says you have to burn the, uh, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to do the process of, in terms of the Parah Duma, right, and Shechtet, and it says in Pesach Dalad, the Lokach Elazar Komi Dama, it's probably, he's El Nochach Penei Omoi Bidama Shavamid. It wasn't in the Mishkan, but it was facing towards Rashi says, look in Rashi in 14 in Parsha Kukas, in Parsha Poro, Parikatas Pasuk Dalit, the coin involved in the Paraduma process would stand to the east of Yushalayim, would face towards the opening of the base Hamikdash, the Hechel, when he sprinkled, or in the Mishkan, was facing towards the Mishkan. So obviously, the Mishkan had to be built in order to fulfill this requirement to, 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 to begin the Paraduma process, you know, and, and do what the Torah says, it had to, had to be a Mishkan, subsequently a Beis HaMikdash standing, couldn't do it otherwise, so that, therefore, really, uh, Parshish Parshish will be after Rosh Chodesh Nisan, but we do it before, because it has to do with Tahara, giving people time to get ready in Torah, in time for Pesach. Okay, so that's the background in terms of Parshish Parah. Now, the idea of reading Parshish Parah, so again, it's in the Mishnah, so we find an interesting thing, that we'll see the Chazal extremely makbed to read this Parsha very carefully, and it's in its entirety. In the Siddur Rashi, Simon Shin Chaf Beis, 15, the Beis Medjim Rashi, speaks about Parshish Parah, but Ravi, you know, whatever the date is in the month of Adar, that's if it was on Shabbos, or whatever it is, if Rosh Chodesh is on Shabbos, whenever you read Parshish Parah, uh, you read the whole thing from Ad Titma to Ar, which was the end of Pasach of Beis, and then look at the second line of 15, Kelly. Once it was a Maisa, with a guy laning, stop with the words, Mayim Chaim El Keli, which is where Shani is. Because when you read Parshish Chukas, when it comes around in the summertime, uh, you know, the whole, what we call Parshish Par, is not read as all part of one Aliyah. You stop with the words, Mayim Chaim El Keli, okay? And, and that's where Shani is printed in, 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 in the Chumash, okay? Or in the Sidurim, that's where, it, so, so somebody read until then and stopped. And Vechzero Rabbein Ovo, Shomis Kiko Lachzor Levarach Tchil and the Rav in charge, maybe referring to Rashi himself, made the Balkari, apparently the guy said the ending brachas, he made him go back and start again, with new brachas before and after, leave more color, parsha kula. Then he says what the Haftorah is, fine. Same thing in the Machs Ravitri, which is out of the base Medjish of Rashi, Simon Reish Mem, 16. Apparently, I don't know if this happened with Misa more than once, Misa happened more than once, or, um, you know, referring to the same Misa, I don't know, but in the second line of 16, Misa Be'echad Sheposu, Mayim Chaim Al-Kelev, read the whole thing again. And then he has another Maisa, another time. That's in Posik Yud. That's the end of the section, which is after that, it describes how a person becomes Tommy. Okay, and, but, and for whom the paraduma ashes mixed with water had to be sprinkled. But that's the end of the first section, how you made the paraduma. So this particular Balkari stopped with those words, like, right? He broke, closed the safe and sat down. He said, no, 
Okay, because he didn't read the whole thing. He just hinted at Paraduma. He didn't read the whole thing. So he made him go back and read again. And we have this also in the Orchus Chaim, Chelek Aleph, Samech Aleph, 17. It tells you to read Parshat Torah, the whole Parshat Chukas. And again, he also has a mice. Again, was it a different mice, the same mice? Apparently, again, he didn't have printing. Some of the, he didn't have tikkun at that time, whatever. So some of the Balakri got mixed up. And he sat down and he yelled at him. Rabbi Rabbi, no, low Karisim Kala Parsha. He didn't do it. It's like worthless. It's like he did nothing. Okay? It's not just a remez. All you did was a little hint. You didn't read the whole Parsha. The Kolbo and Simon Chaf, which is just a sort of a synopsis of the Orchus Chaim, probably the same author. We're not sure. But anyway, he says the same thing and he made him read it again. So, we see that they were very makbid, and, and, and it's brought down in these, all these, uh, all these we've shown him, bring down a mistake was made, and they made him go back and say the brachas over again, both before and after Kriya Torah. Obviously, there's a kapeda to make sure you read Parsha's Apora in its entirety. In the Shulchan Aruch, in Arachayim, Simon Kuf, Lamed Zayin, Sifhei, 19, in Kara, Parsha's Poro, Posuk, Vagir, Agar, Besochem, Megolah, Sefer Torah, we paskin that way, Choser, Poseh, you have to go back, you close the Sefer Torah, you go back, and you read from Yerusha Parsha Titman Arif and Mubarak Lafanel Achrei again. Okay, so there you go. The, the again the Shulchan Aruch Paskins when the Bar Hatev quotes them there in Sukkot Nches in twenty sends you to the Prichodosh on Simon Kuflam and Zayin Sifhei which are printed in twenty one. He says he doesn't see why you have to go back from the beginning. Just pick up where you left off. The guy stopped at the end of the pasuk, you know, the Haisel Chukas Olam whatever, or 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 Mayim Chayil Kelly. So go from there. Okay, the Prichodosh disagrees. He says Tema Lomat Zarech Lachzol Rosh. Just continue where you left off. So what's the difference? You have two different ladies. You can even call up a different person. What's the difference? Okay. And he quotes in the Kazimishan, a different uh, case and so on. And he says, he doesn't think it's correct. And he says, He thinks this is incorrect. Okay. And he said, the reason why, the reason you can't just pick up, you stop too early. Okay, so, so now you, you end of the Aliyah. So good, so call up another guy, you know, and then let him start from there, from where he left off, and do the next 10 psukim, whatever it is. Okay? He said, no, so the Kachamim were misakin this way, and without that, ain't Khan Kriya. He says, it depends in general. What if you left the pasuk out? It doesn't necessarily disqualify the laning. And certainly, uh, he makes a distinction between if it's a pasuk that's that's because after all, he says you're going to lane this anyway when it comes to chukas. Uh, again, when Parshas chukas comes around in the summertime, you're going to read it then anyway. So what's the big deal? He makes a distinction uh, between something which is central to the laning and something that's not so central. Apparently, the whole thing here, according to these poskim, is central to Parshas para, and therefore, if you skip part of it, no good. You have to go back. At least to where you left off, according to Bichadosh, and according to Shulchan Aruch, and the other Rishon that we saw earlier, you have to start all over again. The Rosh Hashulchan, also in Sim Kuf Lamed Zayin, Sim Zayin, 23, he quotes the Kolbo, and he quotes that whole story, and he says that, uh, you know, you have to go back, and, and, and you know, he says maybe, uh, because you didn't really read, all you did in the first part was Remez Ba'alma, you didn't really come to the main dinim of the Taras, you know, of, of when you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do at the Yesh, the Paradumo, all you read about was how you make it, but you don't come to the Dinim, and therefore you have to go back. It says the same, same idea. He mentioned the Samach Holing. Okay, but in any event, what do you see from all of the above? That the Chazal were very makbid to read, and they made a very big point of saying you have to read Parshas Par in its entirety, completely. Otherwise, it's worthless, which at least hints to the fact that there's something more to this Kriya. They make such a big production about the fact that I made a mistake, I made him go back, I even say the brachas over again. Again, the Prichodesh disagrees, but even say the brachas over again, you know, the Tara Brocha Lavatola, and so on. That's what the Prichodesh wonders. But again, the Mishabur and the Arachashulchan, while, while pointing out that people do, uh, you know, that people do disagree, nonetheless, that's how the Shulchan Arach Paskins. So, um, <clears throat> 
uh, that there's an important point to bear in mind. Now, if you look at the Rambam, Tarek Yud Gimel Hilchus Tfila Halacha Chav 24, he does not mention any distinction between any of these four parshas in terms of anyone being more important or being Doraisa, the Rabbana, it doesn't make any distinction, which is like the mission that we started with in Source 1, the mission in Megillah, also to make a distinction. The Rambam simply writes, and Maftirin, whatever Maftir is fine, and if it's during the week, you read it with the Shabbat before, and this goes through basically what the Mishnah says, it tells you what the reading is, and what the Haftarah is, and so on, and Meshlish is Karin Paraduma, Maftirin Zorak Telechem, What's the third? The third and the fourth, like we mentioned earlier, have to be juxtaposed. Parshas Parah and Parshas Chodesh are always back-to-back. Okay, that's how the Rambam is passing. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch, it's in the tough Reish Pehe of Arachim, again, right at the end of Hilchus Hanukkah, before Hilchus Purim, Sif Gimel, B'Shabbos Shlishi, that's if if for Shkodesh Adar land on Shabbos, so the third week is fifteenth of Adar. That's Mavsikin. That's when that's the example of the case when the Parshas Parah does not immediately follow Purim. If the if Purim's on a Friday, okay, which happened, I think in two years it'll happen again. Purim's on a Friday, Erev Pesach on Shabbos, so then the fifteenth of Adar, uh, you don't read the next day. You don't read the Parshas Parah. But anyway, then we uh, the fourth week, right? You take it to Sefer Torah. All right, fine. That's the Parshas Chodesh. Now here's the, where the fun starts. Siv Zion. Yesh Omrim Sheparsha Zochor U Parshas Pora Aduma Chayovim Likara Midoraisa. The Moshorah quotes in the name of a Yesh Omrim that there are some people hold that Parsha Zochor that we know about. We make a big fuss about Parsha Zochor being Doraisa, but it says in the same breath, Parsha Zochor U Parshas Pora Aduma are Chayov Midoraisa. He says, therefore, people live out in the you know, villages, whatever, they always have a minion. Should make sure it's weak and lovel and welcome she's minion with Shabbos alone. They better make sure to try, make every effort to try and, you know, uh, go to, go to the town for, go, go to, go to some relatives, some friends in town when they have a minion. That's one of always have a minion. We should hear the, hear these parshas, Kalishma, parshas, Elo, Shaheim, Mido, Raisa. Ramo adds, if you can't do it, okay, read it, you know, let's read, read it on your own. But again, make every effort to go to a place where you have a shul with a minion for Parsha Zocha and Parsha's Pora. Okay, now. Parsha Zohar, we understand, it's not our topic today, but Parsha Zohar, we understand, because the mitzvah is to remember what Amalek did, and that's what the Kriya accomplishes. Right? The Kriya of Parsha Zohar is the fulfillment of the mitzvah, to remember what Amalek did. Okay, you read the Parsha, that's how you do it. But Parsha's para sounds a little strange. I mean, the, 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 there was a procedure that was followed to make the ashes of the paraduma, and then when somebody came Tomei, you sprinkled these ashes, they were mixed with, 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 with spring water, and then they sprinkled you and so on with it, as part of the Torah process, but the reading, Lechorah, I mean, that's just the Torah telling it to you. You're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Paradu by reading the Parsha. It's not really parallel to Parsha Zohar. Parsha Zohar, the laning itself, is the fulfillment of the mitzvah of, of, of Zohar. It says, you remember, by reading about it. Yeah, but Parsha's Parah doesn't seem to match at all. And yet the Shulchan Aruch says, Yish Omer Misha Parsha Zohar, Parsha's Parah, Duma Chayav, Lekorme, the Rice. Again, it's Simitot, Fresh, Pei, Siv Zion. So, Mughan Avram, the introduction to Simon Tofresh Peye quotes the Shalom, the Bach, and others, earlier authorities, Shalom, Hiskir, Ela Parsha Zohar, quotes many authorities who only mention Parsha Zohar being a Doraisa, not Parsha's Pora. Okay? And he mentions the Tumas Adesh, which we'll see later, and the Rosh, who says that it's a Rase Doraisa, Likros Parsha Zohar, Basorish, Dafka, Viminion. And he quotes in the second line of 26, the Tosus Shantz, and the Balatosus, Kosu, the Ain Shum, Kriya Doraisa, Rak Parsha Zohar. Only Parsha Zohar is Doraisa. On the other hand, Ram does mention of a Tosus Some version of Tosus and Brachas mentions Parsha Zohar and Parsha's Parah. On the other hand, he said the Smak mentions only Parsha Zohar. Okay, 
And uh, anyway, and then he discusses who says you have to read it out of the Torah and who says it has to be out of, on Shabbos. So he says reading it on Shabbos is just a, uh, you know, it, it's a convenience. That's what more people in Shul, right? They made it on Shabbos. There's no reason you have to read it on Shabbos. If you read it on Shabbos, that's what more people are in Shul. Fine. Okay. But at the end, he writes, Mogan Abram himself writes, the third line from the bottom of 26, I don't, I'm sorry, the, the Be'emes, the beginning of the third to last line of 26, I don't know a reason why parsh the parsh with the Raiser. I don't know where that's written anywhere. Okay, and therefore he thinks that the Girsa, we'll see later, it was a, a suggestion what Rashi might have held if he held a certain way, but it's not what it means. In any event, the, uh, at the end of Mogan of Rome says, even Parsha Zohar, he says you can be Yotze when you listen to the landing on Purim morning, blah, 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 fine, but the Mogan of Rome, that's a key line for us. I don't know, ain't Tom Bikriosimi Doraisa, I don't know any reason why it should be Doraisa, I don't know where that's hinted from, and so on. The Groh, you know, has broad shoulders and is not afraid. The Bira Groh there in Simitophrish, Pehe, Siv Zayim, says the Parsha's Parah, 27, Lesa, Neither in Brachas nor in Megillah is any Tosas that we have that mentions that Parshas Parah is the Orisa. And he says the Rosh, which we'll see, mentions only Parshas Zohar. And look what he writes at the end, and the girl can say this, There was obviously a mistaken text. Okay, there was a, there was a, there was a, you know, let's, let's remember that before printing, Everything was copied over by hand, manuscripts, and people sometimes made mistakes. We know in the Gemara, sometimes the Groh, the Bach on the side of the page, tell you an incorrect Girsa here and other places also, you know, because things were copied over by hand. Truth is, even when people print things, uh, they're mistakes. You know, we, we always find mistakes, but when people print things, they're mistakes. Okay? Um, I would say, especially in today in the days of autocorrect, sometimes I think there are more mistakes, you know, because they correct things uh, that they shouldn't correct. Uh, someone uh, showed me a joke. It says, a priest and a rabbit walked into a bar. Okay, and the rabbit said, I'm only here because of autocorrect. Right, so anyway, the, the uh, bottom line is that uh, there are mistakes. And the Vilna Gon says that happened here. It shouldn't say Pasha's Parah. It should say Pasha's Zohar. Uh, uh, I saw actually, um, we'll see Rav Sternbuch in Moadim Zmanim, in his, you know, Sefer on the Yom Tovim, mentions a, a suggestion from Sefer Nachal Eshkol, and the Sefer Eshkol, this is Moadim Zmanim in the, uh, in the second Chelek in Simon Kuf Tamach Ches. Okay, we'll come back to what he says. But he says there was some gears that someone suggested that it said Parshas Zohar, pay, pay. It didn't mean Parshas Bar, it meant Parshas Purim, the laning of Purim, which is you know, Amalek. Okay, I don't know. But that, anyway, the Vilagon says a mistake, and there's no concept of Parshas Bar being the Raisa. The Mishabura, Sukkot and Tezvav in 28, likewise writes, Har Be'achronim Kosu Sheparshas Ueinami Daraisa. Many hold that it's not Daraisa. You still have to have Kavana, Mitzvah, fine, but it's not Midaraisa. Okay. However, we have to note that the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Kuf Memvav, that Shulchan Aruch was in by the Dalai Parshas in Simon Tophreish Peihei, but in Simon Kuf Memvav of Arachayim, which is the laws of Kriya Sefer Torah, so in 29, Simon Kuf Memvav, Siv Beis, Rechab is talking about we're not supposed to talk during Kriya Torah, even between Elias, you're not supposed to talk, maybe about learning and other things. But anyway, he makes it mention there of the fourth line, Becholze Eina Inyala Parshas Zohar, or Parshas Parah, some coolest. You can talk uh, under certain circumstances between Elias, but that does not by Parsha Zohar, not by Parsha's Parashem Basaramidoraisa. And here you'll notice he doesn't say it in Yesh Omrim. Okay, back in in in, in the source in in, in Hilchah Sim Tafresh Pehei in twenty five Sim Tafresh Pehei Siv Zayin Yesh Omrim Shep Parsha Zohar or Parsha Paraduma Chav Lekar Midoraisa. Here in Sim Kuf Memvav he just says it, comes out and says it's Midoraisa. Okay, now the Vilna Gaon. Sticks his guns there in Simkuf Memvav 
in Sivbeis Nabir Hagra, 30 cents. You want to know what I feel about this matter? Go look in Tafresh Payhei. I told you it's a printing mistake. Rikhadosh makes his comment there in Sim Kuf Memvav Sivbeis 31. He also says, I don't see it. It's a mistake. We don't know where we got, we got where I get the Parshish Paras Midoraisa. The Tosis that we have don't mention it. The Rosh doesn't mention it. They only mention Parsha Zohar. Um, so, uh, he said to look in Rosh Paul, which we'll see, but the Prichadosh also seems to reject this idea. And the Mishabura there in Simkuf Memvav, Sukkot in Yudgimel, 32, says, Ayin Bibri Hagor, Prichadosh, Sharachonim, Shakosu, Deeno Iker, Uparshas, Parahu, Midra Bonam. Okay? So that's what these uh, many, many Achronim say the mistake in the Shulcharach, it's, it's Midra Bonam. Now, where does Tosis talk about this in a topic at all? So there's a Tosis and Brochus, Yudgimel, and Aleph. Based on the following, we know in 33, the Psukim, the, the beginning of Kriya Shema, right? Vashanan, Dvaran Perk Vav, Psukim Dal, Hain Vav, Shema Yisrael, and so on. So there is a Machlokas in 34, Brachas Yud Gimel Vod Aleph, Tanar Bonan, Machlokas uh, there as to, um, as to whether or not you can recite certain things in another language other than Lashon Kodesh. Can you read things in English? Okay, in some other language. So then we'll just read the beginning. Tanar Abana, Kriyashma Kichsova Divi Rebbe. Rebbe is of the opinion, when you recite Kriyashma, you must recite it, as Rashi says in 35, Lashon Kodesh. You have to recite Kriyashma in Hebrew. You can't recite it in English from Biyotze. Okay? And the Gemara explains what's his reason. Because it says, V'hayu, Pasuk back in 33, V'hayu, these words have to be like these words. It has to be the, the way it's written. You can't say it in English or in any other language. Acharim said, no, B'cholosh, and Chum said, you can do whatever language you like. You can say Kriya Shema Biyotze in English. Also, why? Sigmar says, because of the word Shema. The word Shema, we often translate as hear or listen, but actually, the Chacham explains, Shema really means to understand. And we have, like, in English also, like, sometimes you say to a person, oh, I hear your point. I hear what you're saying. Right? You're not telling the ears are working. You're, you're telling me you understand what he's saying, right? I agree with this. I hear your point, right? So in Hebrew also, Shema means to understand as well. So therefore, uh, that's what the, you know, that's what they said. Whatever language you understand, if you don't, do it, don't understand Lashon Kodesh, so you can do it in English, whatever other language. Okay. In the context of the discussion, the Gemara says that according to Rebbe, that Kriya Shema has to be in Hebrew. What about other passages in the Torah that we recite? Sounds like it's only a special din, special din by Kriyashma. Apparently he would hold that by other things, um, you could do it in a different language. Okay? Now we have in 36 a parallel sugi in Megillah, Yudzanam, the Tanya Beit, the same, basically the same, the same sugi. And look at the end of the second line of 36, it's Megillah, Yudzanam, Beit, Lema, Kasav, Rebbe, Kola, Kula, Bechol, Nemra. Other things in the Torah, which we read, that can be in any language. He had a special, paid a special thing by Kriyashma, because it says, like they're written, okay. Other things not. What other things are there that he's talking about? What other things are there that the, that, 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 that he's, uh, that he's referring to? So Rash there in Megillah says, 38, to read from the Torah, to read from the Torah. So, um, apparently, uh, the, the, the idea is that, um, Rebbe holds that other things that we read from the Torah, namely laning from the Torah, that can be in another language, only a special thing by Kriyashma. Now, I'm not going into any further into the details of that issue, but if you look in the Chidusha Rashba, he's bothered. How could we talk about laning? We're talking here in that Gemara about things that are required, Midoraisa, to be read. Okay, Kriyashma is a Dindoraisa. How are you going to bring a diuk, the fact that Kriyashma Doraisa, this is a din, and other things that are drabonon? So it must be, okay, it must be 
That's what the uh, uh, Rashbor quotes the Rashi Megillah. He says, Look at the third line of third on the Rashi. Kiddush Rashbor and Brachas, you know it all, Dimas Alema. Okay, the Rashbor says, one second. What is it that we read that from the Torah that's required me to it to be read? Not laning. Laning is generally speaking only Dinder Rabbanon. Shabbos, Monday and Thursday, Yantav. It's a Dinder Rabbanon. So what requirement do we have that the Gemara is talking about? So the Rashbor writes, Elim Ken Yomar Rashizal, Shetekriyas HaParsh, Yom Kigon Parshas Pora, Uparshas Zohar, Uchiyotzi Bermanatar. No. Maybe Rashi is of the opinion. Doesn't mean that the Rashi agrees, but that's what somebody points out. We saw before, but uh, but he said that's the Mordechai mentioned. But but maybe maybe Rashi holds it. But notice that Parshas Par is included as well, and Parshas Zohar. So this is an indication in one of the Rishonim, the Rashi that no Parshas Par is also on the same par as Parshas Zohar. That's required by the Raisa. and that's the other things. When you're asking, well, what other things are there that we read from the Torah that besides Kriyashma that have to be, that perhaps would have to be done in Hebrew or maybe could be done in another language? Talking about laning. What laning? What laning is Daraisa? Oh, Parshas Parah and Parshas Zohar. Similarly, in 40, the Tosas Harosh in Brochas, in Gimel Al Dumas, Kolatura, asked the same question. When, since when is any laning min Torah? Kriyashma is min Torah. Since when is laning min Torah? So look what he writes. Miu Efsher Shiesh Kriya Shimanatar Kigon Parsha Zachar or Parsha's Paraduma. Okay, what's about? Oh, maybe it's Parsha Zachar and Parsha Paras. Here we have Rishonim, Rashbo Anatosa Rosh. Again, the Vilnagon said it was a mistake in Girsa, but okay, but here, you know, again, we have Rishonim in front of us. The Rosh Kedusha Rashbo, the Tosa Rosh could be the Rigrod didn't have access to these form that hadn't been printed yet, but uh, we have we have them. So it's hard to say that all these things are a Tosa so far, all these things are a, a scribal error, they made a mistake, hard to say, okay? But uh, the Rish Rashbo mentioned specifically uh, Kriyas Parshas Para and the Rosh as well. Efsher, Efsher. It's possible she is kriya she min atar kagon parshas zochar or parshas parochet to him. So there, parshas par is mentioned as a derisa. Now, true, like the gross said in forty one, brachas yud gimel alaf tosus on the page gimel maskabolosh na kodesh nemra. He quotes the Rashi Megillah and so on, and he says doesn't think that it uh, makes any sense because kriya satar was instituted by Ezra, right? The dinder abanan like I mentioned before, but he says the eshloma in the second line the myri be parshas mechonikos derisa kimo parshas zochar only. Doesn't mention parshas par. Then he mentions other things. Inami mikrobikurim. When you brought your first fruits, you had to say a certain text. You can throw salt in there. Things you have to make declarations. So maybe that's what they're referring to. But for our purposes, Tosis mentions zochar, and here the groan is right. When we have Tosis, Tosis by us mentions zochar only and not parah. Again, we saw the Rashbor, the Tesla Rush mentions parah also, but our toast on the page mentions only Pasha Zohar as potentially being Daraisa. Similarly, the Rush that they're referring to is a different Gemara. Later in Brachas, Mem, Zion, and Bez, the Gemara tells the story in 42, that one time Rebbe Lezer came to Shul, and there was no minion, and he had an Evid with him, so he was Meshachar as Evid. He was devoted Meshachar as Evid to make a minion. Evid, when Evid Kanani, obviously, an Evid, he would count for a minion anyway. And Evid Kanani, when he's freed, becomes a Ger. Okay, so under certain circumstances, he was Meshachar as Evid, and, uh, and they made a minion. The Gemara asks, how can he do such a thing? Uh, you're not allowed, it, you're violating an assay. It says, La'olam em tavod, I printed in Pasuk, in Source 44, Pasuk Parash Bahar, Ayukapar Kofei, Pasuk Membav, it says, regarding Evid Kanani, La'olam behem tavod, you should keep them in your service all the time, don't release them, how can he do it? So the Gemara says, no, the Var Mitzvah shiny, it was for a Mitzvah to make a minion. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean? So it's a Mitzvah, Mitzvah Bo'abavera. Right now, they do a mitzvah, even for the sake of a mitzvah. No, mitzvah the rabbim shiny. 
Okay, it was a public mitzvah. What public mitzvah? Sarashi so says kedusha. Without a minion, you can't say kedusha. Okay, that was the public mitzvah for which Abelazer were released his slave. However, the rush over there in Brachas Parag Zion Simon Chaf forty five. The rush tells the story in the Gemara, and he said maybe it's talking about uh, you know um, kedusha. Because the pasuk says in Parshas Emor, Parakov Beis of Ayikra, pasuk Lamed Vav forty six, Benikdashti Besoch, but he saw that's a mitzvah say to make kedusha. But the truth is, perhaps kedusha is only darbanan. That's a general kiddush Hashem. But to say kedusha only darbanan, right? And that's the uh, look at the third line of the rush. Afilo have a milsa darbanan. Go on the small kedusha baruchu shalom atzilo ikam in a Torah. Okay, but then he writes. Uh, it seems to me. Um, it's better to say it to what, what was he releasing an Ebed for? It was Basara Doraisa. Well, suddenly we need a minion Doraisa, namely Kagon Likro, Parsha Zohar, Shmanatorah. Parsha Zohar was, was the Shabbos for Purim. That's when this episode happened. But again, he mentions only Zohar, not Pura. And the Divrei Hamudas, which is the author of Tosyantim, on that rush, Paragzain, Simchov, it's also Nun Beis, printed in 47. He says, no, again, he stresses that he only mentions Parsha Zohar, doesn't mention Parsha's Pura. Okay? He said, "Loya dati ana matzo sheparshas paradumu chiyavim likrosa daraisa." The gamla dati, you know, I don't know where that comes from either. Anybody could say it's only parshas paros. He agrees also; it's only parshas zohar. On the other hand, I do want to mention one other thing: the ritva in Megillah at Zion and Beis forty-eight. The ritva the Masal Gemara Hod Arminan. He says, "Ye miu belav hachi ye son of kriyas bechim and atar gon parshas parshas zohar and vechein parshas para." We do have a number of prominent Rishon in the Rashba, the Ritva, Tesar Rosh, who all mention Parsha's Parah as well. He mentions other things too. Hakel Shoftim, Mikavikurim, Avidamais, other things mentioned also. Okay, but apparently he mentions so to all these things. But he also mentions Parsha's Parah, Midor, Midor Raisa. The Tumas Hadeshen, Simon Kuf Ches 49. He was asked a question, or Tumas Hadeshen frequently asked himself the question. Uh, he asked a question. He says, What about. Uh, you know, if a person has a choice to go to hear Parsha Zohar, or he can go to hear Megillah with the Tzibah, what should he do? Anyway, in the context of that Shuvah, uh, he mentions Parsha Zohar and Parsha's Parah. He also quotes his Tosas Aktoros, Yibrochus. We don't have that, like the Go and says, but some people do. So, uh, there began, yeah, sources in Rishonim that were aware of the idea of Parsha Zohar and Parsha's Parah both being Midorai. So, what's interesting is the El Yarabba, which is an early commentary on the Shohar. Lelia Shapiro, or one of the earlier Chonim, Simon Tufresh Peyhes, he caught in Chav Aleph in fifty. He quotes Lecham Chamudos. He said, "But who know, doesn't know where it comes from?" But he says, "Went to the Rashba and other sources that we have, which seem to say Pora and Zohar." Okay, and he mentions interestingly enough that you look in those sources; they always said. You look back for a second. I'll take you back to the uh, on the screen to the Tosas of uh, the, the Chidush Arashba and the Tosas. Look at the last words of the Chidush Arashba: Kigon Parshas Pora or Parshas Zohar Kayotze Bahen. And things like that. Same thing in the in the in the rush. He says, um, second line, Kigon Parshas in forty, the Russian Brachas you'd go Tosa Rush, and Brachas you'd go out. Kigon Parsha Zohar, Parsha Pora, Duma Ukayotse Bahem. Does it mean all maybe all the Arba Parshas? Wow, not just Zohar and not, not just Zohar, not Zohar and Par, maybe the other ones as well. And that's what the um the 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 El Yarabba says at the end, that maybe the quotes of Shalah, who says the he says that the Rabbanan but Yeshli Zarba and Yosemi Parsha shall call Hashana. Maybe they're only Drabanam, but you have to be more careful than on a higher level than other Kriya Torahs, all four of them. The Chido also, in the Machsik Bracha, in Simon Kuf Memvav, Bayachos Kriya Torah, in Simon Kotnalov, okay, uh, he also writes, uh, he mentions maybe 
He quotes Rabbi Yehuda Chassid. We have the Tosa Rabbi Yehuda Chassid. It's not in the Barilan database. That's why I didn't quote it. But the Rabbi Yehuda Chassid also mentions Parshas Zohar and Parshas. But look what he writes. Look at the second to last line of fifty-one. He mentions Yochol Liel Shemina Torah Kegon Parshas Shkolim or Parshas Para or Kaitzman Parshas Shkolim. He mentions mentions Shkolim. Rabbi Chassid. He mentions Shkolim in the mix too. Zohar is up correct like that. But he mentions Shkolim and Para. Okay, the parish Harei the parish Hishvur Shkolim Zohar Para. Also the Raisa. And it could make Medayak like that in the Mishnah in the beginning of Simon Tafresh Payes and Cotton Aleph. Okay, the Mishnah he gives you a little introduction. The Arbor Parsha is fine. And he writes at the end about Parsha Sachodesh. He writes, look at the last words of the Mishnah He's talking about Parsha. Only Parsha Chodesh is only Drabonim. Maybe he's also saying even Parsha Shkolem is the Raisa. I don't know that we can talk about a different time. But in any event, the bottom line from all of this is you have a number of sources that indicate that the Kriya of Parsha's Parah is Midoraisa. And the question is why? Why should it be Doraisa? I'd like to look a number of different Achronim make suggestions about this. The Malachah Shlomo, I was an early Achron, I have a commentary on the Mishnahis. Megillah Paragimel, Mr. Dalit, that's that Mishnah, okay, that we saw at the beginning of the year in the Chavtes, 54, Divas Mishnah, Zohar, he says, by Parshish Parach, he said, it's Doraisa, I'll say outside, basically because we can't do the Tara from Tamei Mace anymore, we don't have the Paraduma, we're all Tamei Mace anyhow, okay, but we need to realize, he said, that ultimately it's not the ashes of the Paraduma mixed with the water, and that whole procedure which, which, uh, which, uh, you know, releases us from sin and so on and so forth. And he makes a connection which will develop. Like I said, we'll talk about Parshish Kisisa. He makes a connection to the Chaita Egel. We'll come back to that point uh, in, in detail momentarily. Okay. But he writes that we have to remember that it's really our Kodesh Baruch Hu who, who, who's Mataros and so on. And we have to conquer our Yetzirah. So that's his suggestion, this Malach Shlomo, that the Kriya of Parshish Par is the Raisa because the concept of being mitar ourselves. We can't do the part, do we do the best we can? Then we read about it, that's mitar, ultimately it's like, you know, the mission the end of Yuma, Asheikh and Yisrael, right? who's really mitar us? That's the idea, you get rid of the Yitzhar, that's a Doraisa concept. That's the suggestion of the Lech Shlomo, maybe why Parshat Par is midoraisa. The Malbim has another very interesting suggestion. The Malbim has a safer called Artsos Achayim, a lesser known work of the Malbim. Malbim is probably more well known for his commentary on the uh, uh, Tanakh and so on. But he wrote the safer called Artsos Achayim, which is a safer on Shulchan Aruch or Achayim in Mishabur style. Okay, he lived before the Mishabur. We have the line from the line or the paragraph from the Shulchan Aruch. Then he has commentary on the side, a more in-depth commentary, a shorter commentary with different names and so on. Uh, and, 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 and he didn't get very far. He didn't do it on Aruch. I forgot already. Maybe through Hilkas Tillam, I forgot already. Uh, in fact, there's some story. The Malbim was a sort of a sharp-tongued person, um, you know, made battles with the reform. But anyway, the, um, the somebody came to the Malbim, was impressed with the arts of the Chaim, and then the Malbim was working on his commentary on, on, on Nevi'im and Ksuvim. So this Rav came to him and said, you know, why are you working on a commentary on Nevi'im and Ksuvim? You should finish the arts of the Chaim. So uh, the Malbim supposedly said, okay, I'll finish the arts of the Chaim. You write a commentary on Nevi'im and Ksuvim. <laughs> In other words, not everybody could, could do that. But anyway, uh, in the Arts of Chaim, he, he points out the following. I printed the Arts of Chaim in 59. It's Simon Aleph of Arachaim in the Eretz Yehuda. That's one of the side commentaries. It's caught in Dalin, where he makes his point. He it gives us, takes it back for a second. How do we know that Parsha Zohar is Doraisa? So he says, because the Psukim in Parsha Zohar, printed in 55, 
the Dvarim, the end of Parshas Kisaitse, Parakof Hay of Dvarim Sukim Yud Zayin to Yud Tes. It says Zochor is a Shosalach Amalek. Zochor means to remember, and the last two words are Lo Tishkach. Don't forget. So the Gemara in fifty six in Megillah Yuchesmanal raises. What do you mean? What do you need double language for? Zochor means remember. If I remember, I don't forget. Lo Tishkach means don't forget. If I don't forget, it means I remember. So what do you need both language? The Gemara says, would have said only one, Kishomer Lo Tishkach Harishikas Halev Amor. I might have thought it's meant mentally, you know, in my mind I have to remember. Mani Mekhaim Zohar, Bepeh. Has to be Bepeh. So how do we know that there's a verbalization necessary to remember the Mice of Amalek? Because there's a double language, Zohar and Lo Tishkach. That's the Gemara Megillah, Yudchesim Aleph. So Malbim points out, he says, you know, take a look in Parshas Akev, Source 57, Dvorim Perak Tes. Almost identical language, Zion. Zohar Al Tishkach. Same double expression. Remember, don't forget when you angered our Kaddish Baruch Hu in the Midbar and so on, or the Chorav in our Sinai and so on. And the Sifra says in Parshat Kosa is where it is, Parsha Aleph, Os Gimel in fifty-eight. It says, Same drosh in the Gemara Megillah Ches by Zochar by Amalek. Require verbalization. So says the Malbim in the fifty-nine at Eretz Yehuda. Right? And he quotes his Torah's column, the Sifra that I just mentioned in 58. Why don't we have a Kriya Torah? We learned it this morning in Kisisa, we learned the whole story of the Eagle, but why isn't that a Chi of Daraisa? Why don't we make a fuss? You know, the learning of the remembering the story of the Eagles at the rice also. Same language, Zohar al Tishkach, almost the, the, and the Sifra is the same drush that the Gemara and Megillah and Dafir Ches has about Zohar by Amalek. So the same thing says the Artsachayim. So why don't we have a Kriya Torah? So it's a Mogan Avram raises this kasha, and I didn't print the Mogan Avram, but, 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 but he says in, our, in, in early Narchaim, he says, It's embarrassing. <laughs> you want to read it, but you want to have a whole big Kriya Torah to remember the terrible Avera, the Chaito Ego. Well, we read it when it comes up in Parshat Kisisa, but we don't make too big a fuss. As a matter of fact, you noticed this morning, everybody noticed, obviously, you know, the first two aliyahs in Parshat Kisisa are very, very long. The first aliyah is 44 psukim, the second one is 47 psukim, 91 psukim, two aliyahs. And the whole rest of the said, the aliyahs are pretty short. Okay? So if you ask me, you want to divide it up evenly. You know, I have a set to so divide it up more or less like we normally do. What do you have to have two of these two bomb long aliyahs and then short aliyahs divided up uh, more evenly? The answer is because we want the Levi to read the aliyah with the eagle because the Levium didn't participate. Okay, so we don't want to call up somebody. We're going to give a guy a big covet. Right? We go, he's going to get the Chosen Torah, and this guy's going to get Maftiona, and this guy's going to get the Chazak, and this guy's going to get the Sarsa Dibros. Oh, what do you get? The Chaita Egel. Not exactly a desirable Aliyah, right? So we call up a Levi. That's why, in order to structure that, you had to you know, get all those Aliyah, those, those people in the beginning said, Anyway, it's Gnusan Shal Yisrael. Says the Arts uh, of alumnus like this. He says, Well, one second. The Parshas Pora, okay, Parshas Pora. Um, relates, as we'll see shortly, to the Egel Hazov. We'll see it momentarily. Okay? The Parshish Por relates to the Egel Hazov. All right? And um, the way we remember the Cheta Egel is through Parshish Por. I should print this in a different order, but let's take a look for a moment. Okay? I will skip the Archa Shulam and we'll come back to him in a second. Take a look. Oh, no. I printed the Sukkim before. I'm sorry. Um, maybe I forgot to print the Sukkim. I'm sorry. Okay? But the if you take a look in Parshish Chukas, Okay, in in, in the uh, in the in the so I'm just scrolling down to see if I if I actually printed those psukim. I may have forgotten to print them, but um, the the Malbim is pointing. The, the Malbim points out that if you look in in Rashi in Parshas Chukas, okay, he he makes a note of the following. Um, 
where oh the, uh, there it is. I'm sorry, I printed it back in fifty three. So I'm out of Back in fifty three, Rashi at the end of the Rashi's in Parshas Para Pasuk of Beis Perikotes Pasuk Beis, the last Pasuk of Parshas Para fifty three. After he explained everything, you know, according to Pshat, he writes Umedrish Agoda Hetakti Misodosh Moshe Darshan Vizel. I'm going to now kill you an agadic, midrashic, homiletic interpretation of all the psukim. It goes back to the beginning of the sedra. The rare type of Rashi does it a couple other places. It goes back to the beginning of, of the sedra. It explains everything al derech hadrush, based on Ramosha Darshan. So look what Rashi says. I, I, only, I, didn't print, I only print I didn't print the whole thing, but v'ikoelecha, that is, why does it say v'ikoelecha by Paraduma? Because they gave, everybody gave their gold to the Chaita Egel. Paraduma, why a para of all animals? Because the eagle was a baby calf. And, you know, when a baby messes up, the mother cleans up, right? And the parent cleans up. The baby makes a mess. Some of the parents have to clean up. So the eagle made a mess. The parent, the para, cleans up. And on and on. You can look in the Rashis. So Bemela, the whole ceremony, says the Arts of in 59, says the whole, says the Malbim, the whole ceremony of, 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 of the paraduma, according to uh, the Ramosha Darsh and the Rashi quotes, is linked it's a, basically a tone for the Chet Ha'egel that we learned this morning. It's a tone for the Chet Ha'egel. Mamela says the album. that's why Parsha's part of Midoraisa, because that enables us to remember the Chet Ha'egel without having to read a special aliyah about the Chet Ha'egel. It's embarrassing. We don't mention that as being Doraisa. We made the Parsha's Parah, which is the atonement for the Chet Ha'egel. That's Doraisa. And Mamela, remember the Chet Ha'egel. That's his, uh, that's the album's suggestion. Okay? That's the album's suggestion. I saw later on, it's not in the uh, database, but the Aruga Sabosim, the Kusarov, okay, Aruga Sabosim, his Chubas, Kelakar Chaim Simon Reish Hey, the two Simon Reish Hey, so this is the second Simon Reish Hey. Um, so he writes also, he quotes from the Yismach Moshe, one of the great Chasidisha leaders of Moshe Tadabam, the Maisa Ego Ksiv Zochal Tishkach, same Drosha, below Rotsu Chacham, attacking Kriosa Betsibur, Bitam Shekosa, Rogan of Rome, Simon Samach, therefore Mishum Hochi Tiknu Parshas Pora, the Osil Kanech, so as Ego cleans up the mess of the Ego. Over there, Mekayim Mitzli Daraisa now. Ususayim Yushak. There's a kiss for this, right? So that's the Malbin, the Rogus Abosim, the name of Yismach Moshe says this interpretation. That's another interpretation why Chet Parshas Parah made maybe Daraisa. The Orach Hashulchan in Simon Tovreish Payei Sim Zayin sixty gives you a different explanation. He says a different explanation. He points to the fact that you look in sixty one, quotes the Psukim again in Parshas Parah. Parakut Tes Pasuk Yud. It ends, we mentioned before, This is a mitzvah for all time. Looks like we lost him, or he lost us. Uh, you're muted now. You bet you're back, but we can't hear you. How about now? Okay. Now we can hear you. Yes. Okay, and see you. And see me also. Okay. Yeah. In the but uh, the main thing is the main thing is to hear me. Okay, so so I I I started to say the Psukim in sixty one, that's what up to. Are we were okay with that? That's what up to, right? Don't yeah, remember? but we don't have the screen share anymore. Oh, okay. Let me uh, get that back on. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, some of the wonders of uh, of uh, technology, we'll get it on. My guess is you lost internet connections for a moment and it's reconnected, but lost a bunch yeah, of things. probably right. Now is the screen back on? Now is the screen on? It's back on. Good, yes. Okay. But so in 61, I apologize, the Torah says again, okay, it was Chukas Olam, 
and that means for all time. And again, in Pasuk Kafala, says, so one second, the Parsha's part of the Torah expresses that there's a mitzvah that is applicable, Shetay Noheges Ledoros, the Archa Shulchan writes. Okay? And the truth is, the Afer Pora was not dependent on a Mikdash. And he quotes Gemara is that they, even the days of the Amorim, years after the Churban, they still had Paraduma ashes and so on, exactly when they didn't have any more is a question. But he says, even when there's no Afer Pora, there's still a Mitzvah in terms of reading the Psukim. So that's what he suggests. Maybe that aspect remains intact. Okay, that remains intact. And he quotes the Sifrei, book in 62, okay, the Sifrei in Parshat Chukas Pisca Kuvchav Dalet 62, says, L'chukas Olam Sheyino Gadova Ladoros. Okay, that's for all time. So that's the suggestion of the Archa Shulchan that, uh, you know, this mitzvah applies in all generations. So maybe the Parshat's part of the Kriya aspect, you know, survives. In fact, taking that a step further, the Meshachachma, without quoting the Choshulchan, the Meshachachma in Parshat Chukas in Paragud Tess, Post 63, he quotes the Mount of Ram and so on, where, where's Parshat's power come from? He says the following, there's a Postic in Parshat's Tzav 64, Parakhes Postic Lamadal in Vayikra, Kasher Osa Bamazet Siva Hashem Lasos Lechaper Aleichem. This has to do with the seven-day waiting period, preparation period before the dedication and the erection of the Mishkan, the dedication of the Mishkan. So the Rashi there in Parshat's Tzav, Parakhes Postic Lamadal in Vayikra 65, Rabbi Seno Darshu Lasos Zemaisapara, there's a parallel drawn between the seven days of preparation before the Mishkan was built with the seven days that the coin Gadol had to be separated from everybody in advance of Kippur and the person who was Sarif Asapara. And that's the Gemara Numa Beis of Aleph, 66. Okay. Um, okay, but there's a parallel. And the uh, Rashi explains that the Rashi there in, in Yuma, based on Alpha 67, explains that just like he had to wait seven days, he quotes the Psukim, and the eighth day is when the Mishkan went into business, same thing before Yom Kippur, and the same thing for the Sarifes HaPorah. So now, there are obviously parallels between these three cases. Well, says the Meshachach, if you look a little further there in Yuma, on Hayam at Bay, 69, they quote a Pesach, so the Gemara says, on Hayam at Bay in Yuma, 69, Okay, with regard somehow, even reading the Psukim, that's Ma'akev as well. So according to the Meshachachma's suggestion, now again, the Meshachachma here in Parshat Chukas, back in, uh, in Source 63, is explaining that the Kriya of Parshat's Para was, quote-unquote, Ma'akev, uh, the, 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 the bring of the Paraduma, they would also read it. Rav Sternbach, I mentioned before, in Modem Isman and Sim Kuf Samachhes, has the same idea. It doesn't quote the Meshachachma, but it's basically the same idea. And that's why that aspect at least remains Midaraisa. Then he discusses, does, does reading the Psukim, uh, does, you know, reading Kippur also remain Daraisa? You know, the Kohen Gadol did read the uh, Parsha Sacharimos, uh, part of the, part of the, uh, reading of Anim Kippur, uh, Anim Kippur afternoon and so on. But he mentioned the same idea, right? So also Shapir the very shown him that Chris Parsha's par is Doraisa, because Basia Bishas Asiyas Paraduma, they would also read, and therefore that holds over from today. Even though we can't do the Misa, but it holds over from today. The Mikroi Kodesh would see Pesach Frank in the Sefer on Hanukkah and Purim, and when it comes to the Purim, the Arab Pashas and Simon Ches, 
says you put together the two things, you put together this Meshachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachachach
the mitzvah paraduma was given in Mara and Dinim, certain other laws. Okay, so says the um, suggested Biakov Kamenetz. You know, I parshas paras doraisa because that pasuk zuchor al tishkach, but not about the Misa ego, but about the Misa with Mara. What's that got to do with the paraduma? The ego, we understand the paraduma is a tongue for the ego. It's got to do with Mara because that's what cleaned up. Uh, that, that's what. That, that's when par, Parsha's par was given. That's when a paradum was given. Very interesting suggestion. Okay, you look in the last lines of there. He says, Lachain Tiknu, says in 73, the Yaakov Kamenetsky, in Parsha's Ekev, Lachain Tiknu, Kriyas Parsha's Paradum, Mishum Shemash Eir, Bemora, Nita Nizorcha, the Kriyas Parsha's Paradum of Adok, with very interesting, another interpretation. You see, all these authorities, you know, gave different suggestions as to why Parsha's Parah should remain, we don't rise, I'll close. Uh, the stipler in Birchas Peretz, uh, on, on Parshas Chukas, has a suggestion that the all fundamental point of Parshas Pora is that it's the job of the Bezdin to encourage people to become Tor. Okay? So he quotes the Gemara Sukkah, Mem Aleph and Aleph, 76, says, Meheri Yibonai Beis HaMikdash, right? The Beis HaMikdash will be built at any time. Rabosai, Bez Hashem, we can still bring the Korban Pesach this year. Tavshin Pei Gimel. Okay, in a month, less than a month. We can bring the Korban Pesach. Could be. Okay, we're supposed to believe B'chol Yom Could happen. So therefore, says just the discipler, that no, it's the job of the bezin that even now, okay, to to warn the to warn the tzibur about tumas mikdash or kadosh, we have to all become tar and so on, okay. Meheri banav esamikdash, he said, and therefore ye is bekriya parshasut sad daraisa, okay. There's a daraisa aspect, like some say, because it's a warning, warning us to get uh, you know to get ready, and we can't do it yet, but we should be prepared if the situation presents itself to become tar in time to begin begin to bring the carbon pesach, and that concept of the. Uh, Bezin and so on, telling the Tzibur to keep the, uh, you know, to, 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 to be, to, to keep the laws of Tum and Tara, that remains in effect. It should become necessary again. Meheri Barabbe So that's another reason why Parshas Parah may be Daraisa. So we have these different suggestions. And, uh, you know, again, we, we, we note that the Shulchanach said it the same Yeshom in, in Tafresh Pehei. He said it straight in Kufman Vov. The Vilnagon says in both places maybe there was a mistake. Okay. But Lamaisa have a number of justifications for Parshas Parah, meaning being Minatora. Wish everybody a good Tavach and a good Yor.